Audio Go, oh, the optimism of Friday night. Beginning of the weekend, for real this time, not working tomorrow, and all the optimism that that brings. Morning routine altered, don't go outside, you'll die. Well, unverified message about uh, some potential fumigation going on in the city. That means I had to push my workout, my morning workout, to the afternoon, uh, particularly in between lunch. That was kind of crazy. Still got the afternoon workout in after work as well. Burger for dinner. Don't want to use the meats in the fridge uh, or the freezer just yet, just in case we get locked down. Chinese market rallies. Hmm, major turnaround? Not sure if major, but something's turning around. And pragmatics, WTF is this. You ever studied uh, how to teach, especially ESL? Well, this is all about how we be polite. Folks, Friday, November 25th, 2022, day after Happy Harvest Festival uh, for all those who celebrate. And for those who don't, well, who knows? Anyway, half day in the markets in the United States, but full days in uh, the Chinese markets throughout. Now, it is Friday night. Uh, I'm actually feeling pretty good. Um, the uh, So this, I actually have a weekend this time, this week. I, I guess I didn't make myself available. I'm not sure. Actually, I can't remember uh, because I know that leading up to this uh, Delta exam, uh, on December 7th, this I do have to focus on some of these things. And uh, there are a few books that I do want to read, regardless of whether or not they are for the Delta themselves. And by that, I mean, it is a chance because the, this Delta One module uh, really is a chance to uh, display, put on display all of your, um, your research, your knowledge, your uh, reading up to date sort of thing, your terminology. And so the motivation is there at the moment. I'm not sure if it's going to survive after uh, December 7th, basically, because already I am making plans to how to bet best fit in uh, getting through those HSK 5 books. And I've already sort of thought of, I've kind of pinned down maybe a couple thousand renminbi that I might, maybe a thousand, maybe two thousand. I don't know. A thousand would be okay. Uh, to do about two hours of Chinese studies a night with teachers so people say that you should have a language exchange uh, language exchanges don't work but they do they're good for certain aspects of language acquisition but you have to be uh you have to actually be interested it can't just be the language that is sort of what you you hold on to right it has to be more than that so and that's i've always had an issue uh trying to uh stay with the same language partner i had one a couple years ago uh before COVID, I think it was, met a few times when my Chinese was a lot worse than it is now. I think it's gotten better, um, but uh, we have uh, lost touch since then. So what I was thinking going forward through December, once I get through this Delta thing, and this is this is why I really want to do as much reading for the Delta that I can at the moment, right now, uh, is because when December 8th happens, I want to basically take all that focus from the Delta and put it onto uh, Chinese studies, studying Mandarin Chinese. HSK 5, I want to get through that last book uh, throughout the month of December, thinking if I had a teacher to help me go through the textbook, I know I've been against it uh, since the get-go. I'm like, you know what? If it gets you through it, then do it. Another conversational teacher, actually two other, uh, sorry, one conversational teacher uh, from italki, so she'll be like sort of a, a wild card in terms of what we talk about, and then another uh, teacher who can I can ask her subject specific questions so that's going to be my approach and this is all going to be spoken 
Um, and then in addition to that, I'm looking actually to get some more writing materials. I have done some Chinese writing before freeform, basically, copying out other people's notes, uh, like other, like the textbook and stuff like that. Um, I was actually thinking about getting one of these, uh, they have these posters that have the pre, have all of the characters pre-written and they give you a brush and you can practice your handwriting. I'm like, well, why not get one of those? They're like 10 bucks, like 59 quai, 60 quai, or something like that. Uh, gives me a chance to uh, become familiar with this, uh, the, the, the language of the, the old days. I think it's traditional Chinese, though. It's not uh, simplified, which is fine. It doesn't matter, um, to tell you the truth. Uh, could do both. Uh, by that, I mean I can write one poster's worth of traditional Chinese characters, and it's not going to uh, affect affect you know my mandarin my simplified mandarin chinese development at all um yeah and of course this is all this is all on friday night very optimistic we'll see how tomorrow morning goes who knows what's going to happen because uh <laughs> as i was i was actually uh, earlier this week like on wednesday i was saying you know maybe if i change my morning routine uh from what it is now uh, usually I do this run and stuff like that. Uh, what if I didn't and instead I did some mobility work uh, just to, you know, wake up and not have to face the cold? Well, this that happened today uh, again because what happened was that last night, um, as uh, talking to another lady, he, she um, does quite a bit of running around the compound as well. And she sends me this message saying, uh, "Yeah, you might want not, you might not want to go outside tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow morning, uh, as they are possibly fumigating the city." Uh, what? <laughs> I had to translate the message using WeChat Translate just to make sure I got this because it says something about a Fiji, like an airplane. I'm like, uh, let's see if I can pull up the uh, actual. Uh, uh, message here because it was it was kind of I, I shared it with other peoples and several other expats were like that's bollocks it's bogus it's false it's what a joke but it was very very foggy last night and yeah it did smell like uh what would you say like burnt wood like a firewood basically so that that's what it that's the scent that it was so if they were fumigating they they chose the the appropriate uh scenting uh, candles. Hmm. Uh, don't open the windows tonight. The whole city is completely disinfected at night. Disinfecting droplets have an impact on the lungs. Don't open the window tomorrow morning. The news is accurate. Close the doors and windows tonight. Take the things outside the window into the house. The plane spraying drugs. Um, uh, the uh, the disinfectant. Inform relatives and family members. Now, um, <laughs> they, uh, she does say it's not an official source. They weren't going to, uh, they're not going to send it officially. Uh, that uh, it was sort of just people sending the message along as they could. Now, um, the fact that they say that the, the news is accurate kind of always kind of yeah, sets off a little bit of a, a warning bell. But you know what? Again, looking outside last night, it was foggy, smoggy. And then when I woke up this morning, it was heavily smoggy. And I'm, sitting there, I'm standing there going, man, it seems very quiet outside. Very, very quiet, which means, like, the dog walkers aren't out. And if the dog walkers aren't out, that means enough people have been spooked by this message that uh, they're not taking the chance. There were birds. 
Okay, so this is something I actually listen for in the morning just to make sure that we I wake up in reality all the time. Just Because <laughs> uh, I have these blackout curtains. I don't know. I mean, who knows what's happening outside once I close them. Um, but the birds, they started around 5.30 or so. So I'm like, okay, so the birds are still alive. Couldn't have been that bad of a disinfecting, <laughs> right? But uh, sharing that message around, people are like, ah, that's fake. It's fake. It's fake news. I'm going... Yeah, it's fake news. Um, or is the pollution fake news? And it's just... If this is fake news, then the pollution isn't real either, and these are just low-hanging clouds, right? <laughs> I mean, does it matter? Are you going to all of a sudden... If this is fake news, are you going to open up your windows and embrace the uh, quote-unquote fresh air of Beijing? No! I mean, I don't know why they even argued about this. It's just one of these things you're like... Yeah, I could see that happening. And the reason, one of the reasons why I could see them doing this, although, to be fair, the likelihood that they would have flown an airplane uh, anywhere near, like, the inside of Beijing is kind of, you're kind of like, nah, that it's a no-fly zone. Even And if they were, like, let's put it this way, uh, one guy brought up that, like, how are they going to do this with crop dusters sort of thing? I'm like, okay, yeah, you're right. They would not do it with crop dusters because they can't fly that close to the city. It's, I don't know if the pilots are trained for that, uh, but uh, way too many large buildings. So if they're flying these planes way up there, like, and doing the air sort of disinfectant methodology, at what point does it just become not, worthwhile like effective right so it is an issue where you have to get close to the ground to kill the virus i mean you gotta get close so it uh, actually has some effect um but it, it it doesn't seem that wacky because um if you've seen any pictures of how beijing and china have have dealt with this covid outbreak and seen any of the uh pictures that I've posted about the NAT testing stations and stuff like that. These guys, these uh, people who sort of wander outside tell, yelling at people to put on their masks properly, sorry, sorry, the, uh, the QR code, scan the QR code, uh, they take this disinfectant bottle and they spray the sidewalk. And you're going, the fuck is that doing? Like, are you sitting, what the? And so it's things like that where you're kind of like, if they, if that mentality is there, then the chances of them having this idea that they could spray the air with disinfectant, I, you know, again, hard to, hard to say that it's not possible for them to do. No, they wouldn't do that. Uh, they might. The only other thing that would uh, make me sort of believe that they would do something along this line, although I don't think they'd use airplanes. They might do it on the perimeter, maybe, but within the city. Uh, I'm not sure if you've traveled through China before. You may have seen these water cannons or these humidity cannons. And they I've seen these a lot in uh, when, when we used to go to Zhengzhou and Jinan. And what it is is that they'd send these trucks through the city and they'd be like spraying a mist, right? And I remember asking someone about this. No one in China could really tell me what they were doing. <laughs> but this uh, one guy in uh, actually of all places in Ukraine says that... Um, those are used to tamp down dust, like so. It's usually for like dusty work sites and stuff like that, or for uh, well pollution as well. So that is like it's it's like a big fan, right? But the idea is is that when you shoot, and they're, since they're doing this on the street, right? And they're if they're aware that there's a dust problem 
on the street or like all the exhaust fumes from the the cars which you know kind of makes you just kind of cringe at what's happening here right um but they shoot this humidity this uh, this vapor into the street and it sticks to the, the dirt and it brings it down to the ground right that's the idea in Canada. What we do instead, we didn't, we wouldn't shoot it up into the air, but they do send those street cleaners that spray water and that keeps the, the dust down as well uh, throughout the uh, um, the summer. You'll see this happen in Thailand, Indonesia, like all the Southeast, Southeast Asian countries. They all have this sort of same thing where people will spray or dump water outside the, uh, um, the like outside their homes. And that part of it is to keep the dust down so it doesn't uh, track into uh, uh, the house, at least marginally. Anyway, take it for what it is. Uh, did not go for a run this morning and instead made it to made it fit in between my lunch break of all things. So I was able to uh, uh, detach myself from work early. And I'm like, if I... First, it was just like, I could do 5K. I could do 3.1 miles. I'm like, yeah, I could do that. That's, it'll take me about 28 minutes. I've gotten a little bit faster over the last little while. Um and uh okay let's do it let's let's get this done and then i'm running i'm going you know with if it only takes me 28 minutes and i have an hour you know about an hour i'm sitting there going i could fit in the rounds i I might not get that last mile in so i could do the three miles i could do all the rounds but I wouldn't get to, to do that last mile, which I'd be fine with. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to cry or lose any sleep over that last mile. Um, so I, I did. And so I, I did the three miles. It took me like 28 minutes or whatever it is. And I walk up the stairs. I I tried to two-step up my way the uh, the stairs, take two by two, and that stopped. Uh, get upstairs. I'm like, all right, let's 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 get this done. I mean, you, you got you got time. Let's make it work. I even increased the amount that I was doing. So I did 60 pull-ups, I did 120 push-ups, and 180 air squats uh, within about 28 minutes or so, I think it is. I'd have to double-check that number. Uh, And then, uh, let's see, 27 minutes. There you go, 27 minutes and 17 seconds. Um, And so that that enabled me to finish just before the afternoon shift started. So that was, uh, it was tight, but I mean, it was not. um, Again, pull-ups are not getting easier they don't get easier the more you do um, in terms of one set. I am surprised that I'm not able to do more in a row. Like after about uh, 15, 18 pull-ups, I'm starting to do doubles and then singles. And it's very disappointing because I'm going, how how can this be that I can make... Uh, why am I not able to do more sets of more pull-ups consistently? Right, so why can't I do sets of five? Am I is my technique not right? Is my timing not right? Uh, do I just not have the strength or the muscle? Um, and already I know I, I do strict pull-ups. I don't do, do those uh, do those kipping pull-ups that they do uh, in the CrossFit Games. So I'm not sure. Uh, maybe that has something to do with it. Uh, but I am surprised that I'm not able to uh, sort of sustain the uh, the pull-up momentum. Um, without, without going down to singles and doubles, doubles and then singles for like 20 in a row sort of thing. It's like literally pull up, get down, take two steps back, two steps forward, pull up and down, like repeat every about 10 seconds or so I'm doing a pull up. Uh, and it just makes things sort of um, stretch out a little bit more. Also managed to get uh, two miles in after work and some slow heavy weight training and even ordered a burger. Uh, from Blue Frog after it's not not the local one I had to order from a little bit farther away 
and I'm not sure if it was like, I think it was the fake meat one. I'm not sure. Um, but I uh, also got the cheesecake because I was like, you know what? And with all this, I'm so I got the workouts and I'm like, good. Um, and then after the workouts, it, it, I still had to wait another 40 minutes for the burger to arrive because the guy, I guess, is so busy making all these deliveries. And why didn't I just make food myself? Well, one of the reasons is, is because I'm looking around here going, I don't really want to eat the food in my freezer if I don't have to, because if we do get locked down, I don't want to be caught off guard sort of thing. So if I can get food delivered today, I will take that chance. I will take that opportunity and leave the the frozen frozen food for another day, despite the cost. Now, all that being said, uh, morning routines... I did, talking about how, um, you know, could I change it from, since I had to make things work during the uh, lunchtime, lunchtime period, the, one of the things I realized actually this morning during, while I was doing like the morning shift of work, after not running in the morning, I'm sitting there, I'm kind of antsy, I'm like, you know, I gotta, I gotta do stuff, I gotta do something, I, I felt a lot more, as I woke up, I did feel a lot more energetic, uh, that or a lot more shifty. <laughs> it felt like I hadn't run. I was like, I'm missing something here. This is, and I think this is probably one of the reasons why it might have even like because I didn't even go for a walk, right? I did some mobility stuff, but um, which is like stretching by another name, but uh, it still wasn't the same as going for a walk or going for a run. So, yeah, maybe that's why I do have to just suck it up and keep on running in the morning right? Okay, what about this COVID situation? What's going on? Uh, yeah, so we didn't get locked down. Uh, the Currently, the tower in the building beside me is locked down. Um, they did have COVID testing on uh, the Shichu, on the compound, which stopped at 1230. Uh, and there was a huge lineup of people. We're talking like, it looked like everybody from one building was doing it, uh, or from all the neighboring buildings sort of thing. And at 12.30, they packed up their stuff and left, the the uh, COVID tester people, which this sparked some guy to start screaming at them. I was like, what the hell are you guys doing? Like, we have, a, you've got a lineup of people waiting to be tested. It's for the safety, and you're not letting us get tested. And all of the other COVID sites were shut down, like WTF. And they're sending these text messages saying, please go get tested. Please go get tested. We don't know when they open. We don't know where they're opening. And if they do open, we don't know when they close. So it's very difficult to uh, to gauge uh, this um, this current situation. <laughs> anyway, Chinese market rallies. Okay, so I've got these two last points to talk about here: Chinese markets and pragmatics. Um, Chinese markets. So they did rally today. Banks, gold, and uh, real estate stocks. They all moved. Uh, I didn't follow any of the real estate ones, but if the banks are moving, gold stocks um, kind of don't mean much for the economy. They more are a reflection of how the price of gold and or silver are moving, which is more of a reflection of how the U.S. dollar is moving. So a couple months ago, I was saying how the U.S. dollar was really high, and I was waiting to buy italki credits uh, because I didn't want to have hit that conversion fee. And now it's dropped substantially from what it was 116 uh, in September, and now it's trading at around 100 or so. Uh, or 102, 106 maybe, uh, somewhere around there, but it's dropped quite a bit. Canadian dollar has come up uh, quite a bit, um, and so that means that the exchange between the renminbi and the U.S. dollar has also uh, changed in China's favor, so in the Chinese uh, yuan uh, favor. Uh, And if banks are doing well, 
if real estate are, is doing well, that means that they're like those real estate, especially, is sort of uh, one of the big underpinnings of the Chinese markets. Now, that might not be the case anymore. Okay, so, so market sectors that lead might change, but the banks, these are the guys that hold the money, right? So, and especially here in China, they might be sucking off the teat of the big man or of the you know the government hand and stuff like that. Uh, do hands have teats? <laughs> They're taking the money, okay? However, the money is getting via teat or uh, hand or whatever. Um, they are getting the money. So banks sort of do all the lending. They funnel the money. They channel the money. Same with like uh, funds and like firms and investment firms and stuff like that. They move the money around. But even the, the firms, they have to have bank um, accounts as well, right? Like they don't run the bank. The bank runs the bank. The bank runs the money flow. And so if the banks start turning around, that's when you're going to see markets turn around as well. And uh, that uh, you're starting to see, you've seen it in the last month or so in North American stocks. Uh, like a lot of Canadian banks have moved around. Uh, American stocks as well, American banks as well have uh, uh, bumped up. Have I talked about seasonality and how? That November is typically, it does a little pyramid in November. It kind of, it does one of two, either a pyramid or an inverted pyramid. So like it's either a triangle or a V. And what I mean by that is that at the beginning, uh, like at the end of October, uh, which is the October 31st is the day that mutual funds have to uh, close their fiscal year and books in the United States. So that means they're probably selling a lot of stuff. And October is uh, notorious for, um, major drawdowns in the markets. It continues from September, basically, so September, October. And when you know that date, uh, October 31st, as being this fiscal year end for these massive funds, then you sort of understand why that sell-off takes eight weeks, nine weeks. I mean, because they're not broadcasting it to the world, but they are doing large chunks of share orders, right? Um, so that will push the market down, typically, because they're selling them. They're selling them at whatever price, uh, like whatever it is that at that time, they have to sell it, they have to uh, rejig their, their portfolio sort of thing. Uh, and then that means that they have money free to buy on November 1st. And you've seen this um, before, and especially, you know, now, like the, the, um, the primary wasn't done yet in the United States in, uh, at the beginning of the month. But that's when people start sort of figuring, doing the math about who and what is going to be in power and what it sort of means, the implications, what sort of positions that they could have. And you see that little push uh, into uh, up at the beginning of November. And then it fell from the middle of November after a U.S. presidential, whatever it is, election, fake election, half election point, um, election point five or whatever it is they, that they do. Canada doesn't have this. Uh, and now that it's China <laughs> and the stocks fell until like basically just this past week sort of thing. Gold stocks have been doing well in the United States. That's because gold's been doing well. And that's, again, because the United, U.S. dollar has been falling. A strong U.S. dollar is good for U.S. Americans overseas because they can spend a lot of their U.S. dollars um, on lots of stuff and get get a lot more for the dollar. However, it's terrible for imports or exports. Sorry, um, that a lot of com- a lot of countries can't buy it. They have they have to buy less because the dollar is going up, so they have to use more of their currency currency to buy products that are denominated in the U.S. dollars, specifically commodities. So that's sort of the stuff that costs a lot more, which hits inflation and that's where you get into this whole argument about infl- inflation and stuff like that so 
Is it a major market turnaround? Um, good question. Seasonality says that November typically does this. Again, it's either a pyramid or an, uh, a V, like an inverted pyramid, a V. Um, and uh, the end of November, typically after Thanksgiving, is typically when you start seeing the U.S. markets start to rally. Spe- uh, specifically, small caps. Those do really well in the latter half of uh uh, especially towards the end of November and throughout December. And then the whole market sort of could move as well. So good question. Now, someone I mentioned earlier in this uh, this week that uh, these COVID outbreaks here in China and the, uh, the clampdowns seem to be very conveniently placed around U.S. American holidays. Now that Thanksgiving is over, and this is sort of like a big American holiday, um, it, we might see case numbers tick down on the weekend. Tonight, tomorrow morning, Beijing, Sunday, Beijing, watch, we'll see. If the numbers start ticking down, then you can guarantee that the market's going to rally, and that probably means that the big money has been uh, has figured out which way that the direction's going to go. All right, well, I've gone on quite a bit, but uh, I do have one last little point about pragmatics, which I might have to, uh, I'll talk about another time, I guess, because uh, pragmatics, um, this is actually another part of uh, the whole Delta reading that I want to get done. Uh Put very uh, simply, pragmatics is the study of how to <clears throat> use language appropriately in the different contexts and with uh, different speakers. Basically, how do you be polite? Like, how do you uh, use the appropriate uh, intonation, the words, like what type of words? How do you grade your speaking, grade your vocabulary, uh, and uh, what sort of um, like the length of your sentences? Even like, so it gets into that sort of. Uh, uh, analysis of the English language. This also includes the implied and the explicit meaning of language. So if you use certain words that are loaded, but you say them in a way that you say in context, it shouldn't bother anybody. But even though it's a loaded word, uh, I don't know, something like um, smog <laughs> or airplanes dropping fumigation on the city. I mean, words like that. I mean, people are going to be ah, explicit meaning and implicit meaning. I'm not sure you can really get implied meaning from that. Implied meaning is that they're going to probably be gassing you in some way. Uh, but the explicit meaning, or dusting, I should say, which they're they're fumigating something anyway. Uh, explicit meaning being that they're using an airplane, but are they really? And again, maybe even podcasting should have implied and explicit meanings of languages, Right. Uh, So I will talk about this another time because I do have to read up on this as well, which is what uh, I'm going to be doing this weekend, hopefully, as the uh, optimism, the motivation strikes hard at night, but the morning, bright, woof, how not you want to end the night. There you go, there's the rhyme. (laughs) All right, folks, have a good one. Thanks uh, for listening. I appreciate it. Show notes and tracks up on the website, stephensersky.com. Have a great one. Have a great weekend, and we will talk again. Bye-bye.